Back with episode number 14 of the podcast. Justin Potney with you. Hello there. Kimberly, it yeah. is winter. It's a winter wonderland. We were talking this weekend, <laughs> myself and Rochelle, as we were walking through our neighborhood, yeah. walking through the trails. Can't believe we haven't had a speck of snow. Right? Oh my goodness, how awesome is this? And then on Monday... Please send your hate mail to Justin. <laughs> <laughs> Care of Mix 107. Oh my goodness. What <laughs> he jinxed a, us. What yeah, a dump. Absolutely. I actually went out and shoveled late last night, and then I had to shovel again because there's no way I could do, because it's so heavy. It was heavy. It was not the light, fluffy stuff. Not We're talking about like thick, dense snow. Like throw your back out kind oh, of shoveling last night. I know. Night. I, so I, I shoveled last night. Yeah. By the time I went to let the dog out again, yeah. it's like I had not shoveled at all. My dog took, I opened the door and just the wind just blew and he took one look out and he's like, heck no, no. I'm not doing it. <laughs> it's, it's funny with the experienced dogs, they know what's up, but yeah. our, our neighbor actually, they just got this cute little dog. His name's Opie. Aww. He's, he's so cute and so little. He's just yeah. a couple of months old, but he's never seen snow before. <gasps> so they opened the front door and he went crazy, rolling around and yeah. jumping up and down. I have a feeling come like three, four months from now, he's not going to be as excited as he once was. But he does that too. He loves it. He loves like digging his nose in and flipping it up. He loves that. Uh, it's it, it's made for a, quite a nightmare on Rose. But this is yeah. interesting because like this, this is kind of like it's really cool to do a morning show when it's like this because everything's moving so fast and you get updates all the time. Oh, and, yeah. And I also find that uh, it's great to have uh, the text lines now because absolutely folks are so helpful like because they, they know that, you know, they just ran into this issue. They don't want other Anybody, people to yeah. do the, have the same issue. Yeah. So I uh, people helping people and we just kind of facilitate it. Here yeah, absolutely. Mix 107. It's good. So it's it, good. Yeah, it is nice that way. I'm kind of wondering, you spent a lot of your time up in the north, as did I. Yeah. Different sides of the province. Right. Maybe it, it was during your time up there. Maybe it wasn't. The worst snowstorm that you can remember yourself being in or worst situation with snow, whatever. Um, A couple. Once when I was really young and I remember we had to like kind of dig out. Of the house? Of the house. And there oh. was huge mountains of snow everywhere. And we, we had so much fun playing on that. The other one was when we got back from Mexico one year. We went in the spring and we had to dig out our car at the airport up in oh, Fort McMurray. Yeah. Drive home, dig out our street. And then dig out our driveway just to get in. That is not something you want to do after 30 plus degrees weather. That is the worst rude <laughs> awakening you could oh, ever have. It's just not fair. Oh, man. <laughs> but well, that was the worst. Speaking of Mexico and other yeah. warm destinations, we're going to talk more about that in just a sec. But, yeah. Uh, my, the, yeah, what was your worst? The one that really reminds me um, of just the, a, a crazy time is I was coming home from Christmas, I believe it was. And I was going from Edmonton to Vanderhoof, BC. So an hour, Where is that? an hour past Prince George. It was a little one man station. <laughs> That's where I was doing the morning show at the time. And I was going through, I believe it would have been the stretch from McBride to Prince George. Okay. Nobody on the road. <gasps> That's scary. Early morning on a Sunday. <laughs> yeah. It was eerie. Yeah. There was no plows on the road. It was me and my neon, oh. my Chrysler neon. <laughs> Those are pretty short. <laughs> I could not stop. Oh, I had to literally keep going no yep. matter what. 
because if I stopped, I was getting stuck. stuck. And yeah. we're in the you're in the middle of the woods. It's it, there isn't a gas station for like kilometers and kilometers oh and kilometers. Gosh. So I just kept on barreling through. I literally had two <laughs> hands on the wheel, like gritting, like just white knuckle in it. Yeah. Plus there was like no radio station, so I'm listening oh to the same gosh. CD that I had in my vehicle for like oh, you know CDs. Uh, yeah. again and again and yeah. again. I'm just it was the most white knuckle time I had ever had. And finally I got to this hill that kind of led you down close to Prince George. Okay. And then at that point I knew I was gonna be okay because I knew I'd see some more plows and things would be a little bit better. It was also a little bit further on in the day. But just the feeling of going for like two hours and you cannot stop and you gotta do whatever you can because Man. This is this is the middle of nowhere. Well, just the opposite happened to my friends the other day. They were stuck on Highway 93. 11 hours. No way. There, no cell service where they were. 11 oh. hours. So no one knew where they were. No one knew if they were safe or whatnot. But I couldn't imagine. Like, that's a it's long scary. time. Absolutely. Actually, being stuck. We, we did talk about this beforehand, what we were going to talk about. But uh, what's going on in BC with the floods? Wow. Wild. People wow. being stuck there. They're thinking they're going to have to airlift some of these people out. Man. Well, yeah, I think they called in the army. Did they? I think they okay, did. They were, they were starting to do that this morning. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, it's if it's not one thing, it's another when it comes to the interior of BC. Either they get the, <laughs> the forest fires in the summer. Right. Or the flooding uh, going on right now. It's just been a real rough time for them, especially yeah. in that Merritt area. Kind of the... Uh, the Kamloops right. area. It's just been a real tough yeah. time. And to see those, you know, mobile homes drifting away, yeah. vehicles drifting away, it's a lot. I mean, ten well, th- over 10,000 people having yeah. to be evacuated from that town. Wow. And it, just the timing of it as well, because we are heading into the cold time. It's got to get cold there, right? I, it will a little bit later than us. But yeah, yeah. it's going to get cold. So how like that's going to make it so much worse. I would, situation. I would think so, especially because you have just that that amount of water yeah. in those. There was they were talking about sewer backups yes. possible. I, yes, I saw that. Well, this like, what morning. do you even do with that? Oh, you I can't. Mean, and they said it's a risk to um, your health. You yeah. can't even be there because well, of that. Well, because there's always some idiot. It doesn't matter what natural disasters happening. I'm staying with my house. Mm. Staying with this. Staying with that. I think that's the one thing that'll push line at, anybody out. That's sewage. Sewage? <laughs> get out of there. Yeah, get out. Yeah. Not safe. So anyways, uh, <laughs> to the folks that we know and, and the others, we wish them all the best there in the interior of BC and hopefully things uh, turn around soon and maybe they can start thinking of a nice vacation. I, yeah, they deserve that. They definitely do. And yeah. actually, so does anybody right now. And and I just yeah. saw that uh, EIA, Edmonton International Airport, added some new destinations. Yes. In fact, it was, it was Swoop. Swoop, yeah. Uh, the the discount. Have you ever flown with Swoop? I have not. Uh, when they first started, I was a little nervous because like everything costs like. Yeah, you pay for everything. You pay for everything. Yeah. 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 And then like the, the whole connection thing isn't really as secure as it. Maybe it's changed a little bit, but it wasn't very secure at the time when they first started. Right. So if you missed your connection, oh, well, you missed your connection. Right. So. Well, well here's what's happening now. There's a lot more direct flights uh, nice. from Edmonton and some of the new ones. Uh, that were just announced by Swoop include mm-hmm. Palm Springs. <gasps> I've always wanted to go there. You know, I hear that it's 
awesome because oh. all the houses are like 1950s, 1960s. Yes. A certain I want style. to stay at one of those retro boutique hotels yep. with the pool in the middle, and I want to sit on a giant flamingo and just <laughs> have like a drink. Well, if there's a place to do it, that would be Palm Springs. And there's Hang a decent, out with the old people. <laughs> and there, there used to be a decent amount of Canadians down in Palm Springs, and I still okay, know yeah. of a couple of older folks that are Ooh, down there. Yeah. But because of taxes in California and all that's been going on there with okay. the mass exodus of people, yeah. there's not as many as there used to be. A lot of people mm. just say, you know what? Forget it. We're going to Arizona. Right. Yeah. They, like, they, they like the vibe of Palm yeah. Springs and everything. But once the cost gets too high, right. it's what's the point, right? Ah, uh, gotcha. So also, speaking of warm, at certain times of year anyway, yeah. Kelowna getting direct service. Yes. I know that our folks uh, from the Maritimes will be happy about this. Moncton and Charlottetown. Also yeah. getting, uh, and Halifax are also getting uh, direct flights from Edmonton. Nice. And you have Los Cabos as mm. well. Mexico. Right. Nice. You ever been to Cabo? I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> that much tequila, hey, oh Kim? Oh, my gosh. I don't remember. I've been to like, yeah, I've been to Mexico a few times, but I don't know the areas. Like Most of it, I think, was the Cayman like, if you're in the I've Cayman been, Islands, you know, you're in the way wrong place. I have been to the Cayman Islands. Sorry, um, Mayan the Riviera. Mayan Riviera. Riviera. Yeah. yeah, I've mostly been to that side, and then gotcha. like on some excursions or whatever. You go shopping in. I've been to Mazatlan as well. Okay, so, I think something like that. So, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. So you've probably been to Mazatlan, Puerto Vallarta, Riviera Maya, that kind of Maybe. thing. Maybe. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. What I about you? Uh, I, I'm actually we're planning this oh, winter yeah, on going right. to the. Riviera Nayarit, which yep. is close to Puerto Vallarta. So yep. we're looking at finalizing plans. Nice. Hopefully we'll figure something out. Um, but yeah, Cabo is a big place uh, for a lot of Americans, but a lot of Canadians go yep. down there too. It's on the peninsula, so it's kind of um, off of the mainland. Okay. Uh, but there's it's a very Americanized place. Like okay. it's, there's a lot of, I mean, you still have that Mexican flavor, but yeah. there's you know, $10 million houses and oh, it's kind of a very fancy place. Schwanky. So yeah, yeah, some big uh, golf courses, things like that. Yeah. But apparently, apparently you can't swim in the ocean there because of the tides or the, it dr- oh. something about how it's not safe there. Anyway, that's what I heard. I did feel like, um, when you go to, um, the Mayan, is that what it is? The Mayans yeah. on the Pacific yeah, side. So that one is a lot more rough. No, that'd be the other one. Really? Yes. I believe. Cause uh, yeah, it was super calm in, Oh. And play Del Carmen in okay. Can- Cancun. I don't know. It's been it's been a it's second. been a while. Well, <laughs> I need you, to go again. You need to go again. Exactly. <laughs> Man. So, anyways, uh, Fly EIA. You can check out some of the new. Uh, yeah, good for them. Yes. Yeah, some of the new stuff that's been uh, going on with uh, with them. Also, uh, you know, Fort Falcons. It's been a real interesting thing. We've talked about it before on the show. Yeah. Uh, the minor football program in Fort Saskatchewan has never been stronger. Yeah. Absolutely. And it just goes to prove, or that's, you know, it was proven this weekend with the Peewees and the Bantams oh, yeah. winning championships. They all won. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty, they did amazing. Not only that, but the Peewees won the provincial title. That's amazing. They did so good. And they're doing it in tier one, which is interesting too, because it's kind of the highest tier of this minor football. Oh, okay. So they're playing against some of the best. And apparently, I, w- I was just talking to Chris Mallow and the interview will be coming out this week on, on, the, uh, on the podcast, but also on, um, on Mix 107, is that you know they're, they're building this program in minor football, but all of these feeders, all of these programs are going into the Fort High. 
Nice. Uh, for the most part. Okay, anyway. so that's the sting, right? That's sting, yeah. So we're going to see the sting get stronger and stronger and stronger as time goes by. Yeah. Uh, so it's just really going well. The, the program has really been bought into by not only the, the, the coaches, the players, but also the parents. Yes. Really yeah. get involved with it with fundraising and everything else. So we're seeing some, the start of something real special. I know they've been doing it for years and years, um, but right now it's really hitting its stride. And I think Fort football is going to be something huge for the next few years. It is. And I think there's more and more kids too, because like on my feed, I got, my whole feed was Falcons. All my, all my mom friends, their kids are playing there. So, you know, it's, there's a lot more kids joining. Well, and that's the thing is that at the start of the season, uh, they were very nervous as to whether there was going to be enough kids to even have a Bantam program. But Kids got signed up, and then once they got signed up, they realized, oh my goodness, this is a lot of fun. There's a lot of first-year players on some of these teams who've never played football before, and they're this good. Imagine, four or five years down the road, once they hit high school... Nice. We could be talking about uh, a real powerhouse. We could be in, watching in Fort them High. on the CFL or NFL. Or Absolutely. Whatever. Well, hey, it, and it's not out of the realm of possibility anymore. We saw mm-hmm. it with Chuba Hubbard, yeah. who scored another touchdown this week. But mm-hmm. by, by the way, for Carolina Panthers. Yeah. You don't see very many Canadians make it to the NFL. You see a few. A lot of them are from Eastern Canada. Um, but now we're starting to see a little bit of inroads. Once you see it happen, it starts to happen maybe a little bit more. And, right. and uh, yeah, Chuba Hubbard being in the NFL, I'm sure, is a great inspiration from Bev Facey and Sherwood Park. Yep. And, uh, yeah, so football is uh, is definitely looking up here in Fort Saskatchewan. And if you are listening in and you know anybody in your life, a kid uh, who is maybe – you think this could be beneficial to them? Mm-hmm. Call the Fort Falcons. Call Chris Mallow and talk to him and see what kind of options are out there for your kid because they have right. off-season training programs to like kind of oh, get them nice. acclimatized to yeah. it. There's there's definitely a lot of options uh, for kids here in the community. Yeah, what a great season. Definitely. And speaking of a great season, yeah, the Oilers. <laughs> oh, yes. Kim, it is good to be a fan. It is. After I'm so happy. So long. Man, my socks are wearing out, I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, it's, it's been great. They've been on quite a streak. They yeah. find ways to win. Even the other night, it was less than 30 seconds left. And they score. That was crazy. <laughs> it's just kind of never over till it's over with yeah. these Oilers. And that's what I like. I've watched every game. Yeah. Because I have to. I loved it um, when they played. Who did they play the other day? And they were losing like by Saint, a lot. St. Louis. Oh, yes. oh no, you're, you're talking about the four-one game there, or no? No, and they were, and then they came back and won it. Yeah. And so many people gave up on the online on yeah. Facebook. I was like, "What are you guys doing? It's not over till it's over." Not with this team. Yeah. Not with Connor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl yeah. and all these guys. And the cool thing too, I know we talked about this on a previous podcast. Yeah. Is the characters. Yes, there's so so fun. many different kinds of guys on this team. Yeah, absolutely. So here's hoping that they continue on. It's really, it's all just playing around until the. Uh, until the playoffs start. Right, yeah. But this playing around is... is it's fun. It's fun for me. It's a fun... Enter- yeah, it's entertaining. Now, we're recording this on Tuesday, so you got a couple options tonight. You've got the Oilers game, but yeah. you've also got Team Canada taking on Mexico in World Cup qualifying, which is... This is massive. Cause, this is huge. Because Canada hasn't been there since 85, I believe. But look outside, Kim. I know, I know. And you, what scares me more than, like... 
the people having to sit in there and watch it. 50,000 people. Is the 50,000 people that are going <laughs> to have to get there yes. on these roads. I'm like, ooh, you know, like go early. It's also being broadcasted online, though, like on TV. On TV, yep. yeah. Yeah, so 100%. You, that's another option as well, but yeah. It is, <laughs> yeah. and I, I know that they really wanted to get all these people out mm-hmm. because it shows, because Canada, the U.S., and Mexico are jointly going to be hosting the World Cup uh, coming up in 2026. So gotcha. they're seeing which which communities really get behind soccer right. as to which t- which communities are going to be getting some of these World Cup games. Gotcha. Edmonton's name has been batted yeah. about, but they want to get, you know, over 50,000 people yeah. for these yeah. these games, excuse me. Tonight, I don't know how there there's no way they're going to be able to get 50,000 in know. there. I don't know. Yeah. Just just transportation alone, I don't think it's going to be possible, but I hope they get as many as they possibly Absolutely, can. Absolutely, yeah. Um because this is a big one. They're both fighting for number one. They are. Yeah. yeah. And the top three automatically go to the World Cup. The fourth, whoever lands in fourth yeah. place, gets a chance to play other teams around the world for like some last play in spots. So, yeah, because I, I, I'm understanding that they're playing the U.S. in January. I believe so. Yeah. 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 So they're they play in like these little little mini tournaments, I guess. They're not really tournaments, I suppose. But you play all these teams. It's cut down to eight now. Okay. uh, In CONCACAF, which is the North American and Central American region. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So usually it's definitely the U.S., definitely uh, Mexico. And usually Costa Rica or Honduras or one of those countries. But we're in the mix this time. Nice. And we've got, you know, Alfonso Davies from Edmonton. That's Mm -hmm. See, that's another thing. You have have Chuba Hubbard on the the football side of things. On the other football, Alfonso Davies from right here in Edmonton is a world-class player playing for... For uh, Team Canada? no, for Team Canada and in uh, in Germany, cool. So it's uh, it, it, there's no shortage of idols for kids to look up to no, in the absolutely. Edmonton uh, sports scene. That's for sure. Yeah, and I'm shocked actually. I'm shocked that there's that many soccer fans. Like I knew it was big, but to see them all come out is just wow. Yeah, it's definitely grown, and they say it even they were projecting that there's going to be fifteen thousand people that bought tickets uh, for Saturday's game right. from the Calgary area. So there's yes, that many I had people. a lot of friends posting online. Yeah. yeah. So you, I, chances are those people aren't going to be coming up for tonight's game. Right. But they've sold the tickets. Right. So that's that's a big thing. And yeah. And I, I guess that's the thing is like soccer has definitely grown as far mm-hmm. as being a spectator sport, I think. Um, and I think a big part of it has to do with immigrant communities, because basically you come that's from anywhere. Sport. You come yeah. from anywhere else in the world. Yeah. And that's their number one yeah. sport. And they come and they, you know, meet with their community and then they create these yeah. these soccer, uh, you know, fans out of maybe people who weren't traditionally soccer fans. Yeah. And it's really, really grown. Yeah. And with the Women's Olympics doing so well. That too. Um, what a spinoff that's been. And then this, like, it's just it's just one after another. I'm like, where did all these soccer people come from? Yeah, but it's <laughs> no idea. They're here to stay now. <laughs> yeah. All right, Kim, I wanted to hear your one good thing of the week. Let's give some props to people cleaning these streets and these oh, highways. Oh, no kidding. Absolutely. <laughs> like the gravel, not gravel. We don't like gravel <laughs> on our streets. But the sand trucks, the plows, um, the city workers getting like all the um, the sidewalks done. Like, man, this is a lot of snow very quickly. A lot of people scrambling to get to work this morning. And it's uh, not bad out there now. Look at how it's 
shaping up, hey? Yeah, it definitely is. It is. Uh, it, it it takes a lot of effort. It takes a lot of extra hours. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of odd hours that these yeah, folks are absolutely. working. Yeah, absolutely. Overnight and everything. Yeah, so good on them uh, for doing that. Absolutely. And I want to give a big shout out to my good thing of this week. Uh, it's actually a couple of weeks old, I suppose. Uh, Joe Nolan, local yeah. uh, musician, is, uh, is a guy who's extremely talented and yeah. has a new album out uh, for you to check out. It is called Scrapper. And if you haven't listened to Joe Nolan before, it's such a good listen. He's so smooth, such a great... Uh, uh, a great instrumentalist, a great yeah. songwriter, and uh, from right here in the heartland, just kind of down yeah. the road outside of uh, Fort yeah. Saskatchewan. And he, I believe his whole family is very, very talented because his sister is on this album as well. Both of his sisters okay. are. And his dad I, yeah. is also a musician. Nice. Yeah. Taught me math in high school. Get out. Yeah. And he's um, a guitar teacher. Is that like just, the five degrees of... Joe Nolan? Uh, yes. I, I, well, and on top of that, one of the guys that played in Joe Nolan's band, yeah. or at least played on this album, yeah. I went to high school with as well. Man. It's all gets connected here oh, in the heartland. Oh, can I get your autograph, please? <laughs> well, ask Joe Nolan for his. He's the one with all the talent. Yeah, no, very talented family. So you can read up on that at fortsaskonline.com. That's about it for me for this week. Anything yeah, else, Kim? No, that's good. That is episode number 14 of the podcast. Call it a day. Yes. And don't forget <laughs> to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. Google. We sure would appreciate it. Absolutely.